Welcome to the Gospel Minute, part of the teaching ministry of Praise Temple Apostolic Church. In this podcast, we explore various topics pertaining to the kingdom of God with the ministers of Praise Temple. Today, we will be hearing from Brother Kevin Cummins. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another Gospel Minute program. This is a ministry of Praise Temple Apostolic Church, and my name is Brother Kevin Cummins, and I'll be bringing to you today part four. This is the last part of a four-part series that we've been doing, answering the question, is Jesus God or is Jesus the Son of God? In part one, we talked about Jesus as God the Creator, and we continued on in part two as Jesus as God manifest in the flesh. The last se- the last section, the last podcast we did was about Jesus as a true man. And today I want to speak again one more time on his humanity. So we did two on his deity and I like to do two on his humanity. And so I think this is very interesting. Um, as I come to you today, I want to I want to take you to this verse that talks about Jesus. This is Matthew chapter one. And it says, Jesus the book, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of God, the son of David, the son of God. Now, this is very important to understand that not only is he in the lineage of God as far as he is the son of God in his human nature, so he's, you know, he's divine, but in his human nature, he is a descendant of David. And I think I think once I explain why this is really important, this might really open up to you and to your understanding why his human nature was so important and why it was so important for him to be known as a true man. When we look at David as an archetype, he is an amazing type and shadow. And a type a type and shadow is simply something that it is it is showing what the future is going to be like. And so when we see David, we see what the Messiah is going to be like. For example, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, David takes out Goliath with one stone and Jesus with one fell swoop, with one, one fell swoop on the cross. He died once and for all and it was finished. And he, and just as David defeated Goliath, Jesus Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave and won the victory over our sins. And and David's heart was a true heart. Look at David as his heart was towards God. When you read the Psalms, it is very evident. Like For example, uh, when you read uh, like Psalm 25, 5, he says, Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day long. There was something about the heart of David that he was willing to wait and listen for God. No matter how long it took, he said, you're the God of my salvation. David knew that he could not do it on his own. And it was not by his power. It was not by his knowledge. It was not by his strength. He said, I wait on you all the day long. And here we have Jesus 
So he was an archetype of Jesus. He was a picture of Jesus. But now we actually have him. We have the Messiah. And what do we see him doing? The same thing David did. We find Jesus. uh, Look look at uh, Mark chapter 10. He rises early in the morning. Early in the morning before the sun, you know, before the sun comes out and he rises early to pray. And then so we, we see that in Mark chapter 10, there's there's an instance of him rising early to pray. And then when you look at the, the gospel of Matthew chapter 26 or the gospel of John chapter 17, his prayer in the garden, he is praying into the midnight hour. And the reason I know he's praying at a late hour is because John and Peter and James and John, they are asleep and then once they get there, uh, you know, once the soldiers get there, they take him to the Sanhedrin. They take him before Ananias and Caiaphas. What do they say? There, there are people who object because it's at such a late hour. So not only did Jesus get up early to pray, but he stayed up late praying. There is this waiting on God. And that is a perfect example And that's why I was talking about in our last podcast, when Jesus took on flesh, not only was he our perfect substitute, but he was our perfect example. And we needed a, David was a type of Christ, but we need one who was better than David. We needed Jesus Christ himself. We needed one who was that perfect example. And going in that same vein, I want to tell you today, if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, I wish it was said of us. I wish it was said of every one of us that we could say, lead me into thy truth and teach me for thou art the God of my salvation. And on thee do I wait all the day long that it could be said of us that we rise early to pray and we stay up late praying. I really think that that would change our lives. And and you might say, Oh, that's not necessary. That's not important. You know, I can pray when I want to pray, but there is that dedication. And the reason I know that God wants that dedication from me is because I see it in Christ. And that's why his example is so powerful. His example is so powerful. I see his example in the way that he loves. I see his example in the way that he prays. You know, talking about him and his example, I think it's interesting when you go to Matthew chapter six. And so he, you know, he leaves uh, Matthew chapter five is his great, his great uh, sermon on the mountain, sermon on the mount. So, so he leaves town, comes to a mountainside and begins his sermon in chapter five. He goes through the Beatitudes, da, 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 comes into chapter six and he's going to finish in chapter seven. And that's where it talks about, you know, judge not lest you be judged and all that. But here we are right in the middle of his sermon, in the meat and the potatoes of his sermon. And he is teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. And they say, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, the very reason that we know how to approach God is because we've seen it in Christ. 
And I think it is important. I really do think it is important that we know how to approach God. Like, you know, if you really believe, if you really believe that we are more than just particles, that we are more than just, um, you know, just some creatures that happen to be living on a rock, but that you and I were made in the image of a living God who is holding everything we know in his hand. It is God who tells the sun to shine. It is God who keeps the sun and the moon in orbit. It is God that keeps earth on its axis. It is God that in my life, he is making all things to work for my good. It is God that is living in me, that is convicting me of sin and leading me into truth and and helping me and guiding me and speaking to my heart and speaking to my mind. And I want to know how to approach this God. How can I talk to him? How can I know him? Well, it is through Christ's example that we can know him. It is through Christ's own prayer. And so, you know, actually, when, when I think of, you know, the, our podcast, p- parts one through three, they're really more theologically speaking as far as you look at all these different views. You have the Unitarian. You have the Benetarian, you have the Trinitarian, you have the Tritheist, you have the oneness position, which I do believe is the truth. But inside this one, inside this oneness position, you have different areas and different beliefs. And so that's why I really tried to break down in a simple way. But it was truly theological as far as Jesus being God the Father, and we know that because Isaiah 9, 6, and Jesus being the Holy Spirit, and we know that because of John chapter 14 and John chapter 16 and Colossians chapter 1 and Hebrews chapter 1. I could go on and on and on. And so I wanted to really stress the point that Jesus is God, but He is also the Son of God. And that's important too, theologically, to, to know He is the Son of God because He literally took our place. But in this, in this podcast, I want to stress the point of His perfect example because you and I are living in the, what the Bible calls a body of death. You know, I don't care how long you've been living for God. I don't care how much you've separated yourself. Let's just say, you know, you used to go to the bars. You used to do drugs. You used to do all of these things. And you have completely separated yourself away from all of those things. And now, if you were to lock yourself into a room and never leave and like have your food delivered to you, you would still struggle with sin. You would still struggle with temptation because it is more than just the outside world. There are three things that tempt us. There is the world, there is the devil, and then there is our own flesh. And and you will never get rid of that flesh until we get to glory. And so... When you're struggling with these temptations, when you're struggling with these situations that every single human being that has ever lived faces, how do you know what to do? Where do you find strength? Where do you find comfort? I tell you today, you can find it by turning to the Gospels and looking at the life of Jesus. 
he was tempted in every way that you were tempted. And not only in like, we talk about temptation, but there are, there are people here today listening to me on the sound of my voice and you have been hurt and people have said things about you that aren't true and people have been mean to you for, for no reason. People have forsaken you. They've been selfish and prideful and they kicked you to the curb. And you can find comfort in knowing that Jesus Christ, they did that to him too. They did that to him too, and you can find comfort in him. There is a fellowship with him. I love that in Philippians chapter 3, that I may know him in the fellowship of him. He is a friend of sinners. He is a friend. He was wounded in the house of his enemies. So no matter what you're going through, no matter no matter if... It, no. No matter what stage of life, no matter what stage of your Christian life, no matter what, you just name any situation at all. And the Lord Jesus Christ has been through it and he knows and you can look at his life and draw comfort for him. And I want to leave you with one verse. And this is John chapter 16. It's at the, it's at the very end of the chapter. And it's literally right in before he goes into John 17, which is his high priestly prayer. This is the last thing that he says to the disciples um, before the whole um, gets carried away by soldiers thing. He says, in the world, you will have tribulation, but my peace I leave with you. He said, let not your heart be troubled, for I have overcome the world. And so I want you to know today that Jesus is God and Jesus is the Son of God. And the importance of Him being the Son of God is that He knows what you're going through. And the importance of Him being God is not only does He simply know, anyone can, I guess, know what you're going through. If you've got like a neighbor or a spouse or whatever, but God is able to do what no one else can do. He is able to open doors that no one else can open. He is able to heal when the doctors say there's no chance. He is able to move when no man can move and, and no situation. He can do what money can't do. He can do what emotion can't do. He can do what lights and fog and the new age church tries to do. He can do, he can do exceeding abundantly above all we could think or ask. And I encourage you today to turn to this one called Jesus Christ and to look to him for comfort. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. I pray that God bless you in Jesus name. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gospel Minute. If you enjoyed this podcast, take a minute to leave us a review and subscribe to be notified when we post a new episode. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, Praise Temple Apostolic Church. If you would like to join us in service, we are located at 725 West Knoll Avenue, Madisonville, Kentucky. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. God bless.